Jeremiah 3.15, And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Welcome to the podcast of the Kadesh Family Church, Newark Branch, a place where Jesus resides. Our main goal and purpose is to provide the solid foundation of Bible-based teachings for our day-to-day living. Preached to you by our residing pastor, Reverend Dr. Charles Osset. We hope you are blessed by the Word of God, and may your life never be the same. Wow. Especially I give to you after church. I you. <laughs> well, and verses. <laughs> Why you learn scriptures after that you can come? <laughs> Hallelujah. Wonderful. Let's hear the word of God. Amen. I'm still preaching about how to preach salvation. Hallelujah. The most, salvation is the most important thing. Amen. That's why God sent his son. Hallelujah. And, and from the book... How to preach salvation. One of the one of the messages about salvation is, is Luke chapter fifteen. Luke chapter fifteen, verse number eleven. Luke fifteen, eleven. Are you here with me? Quickly go, please put, put it on the screen. I can't recite like the children's book. <laughs> At least I can read. <laughs> please let them come. Let them sit down. You are all welcome to church. God bless you. Put your hands together. You are welcome. Please make sure, make sure that my guest gets a place to sit. Even though I told you people to stay, if my guest comes, you should stand at the back, you know. Because you are not real. You are, you are occupying. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I love to hear what I'm preaching because you are good. I like my children. Luke 15, 11. And he said, a certain man had two sons. Hallelujah. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, Give me the portion of goods that followed me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country and there wasted his substance with riotous living. Quickly, my dear. And when he had spent all that, there arose a mighty famine in that land. And he began to be in want. Oh, brother. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he sent him into his field to feed swine. And he will have fain filled his belly with husks that the swine did eat. And no man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said... How many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough and to spare? And I perish with hunger. I will arise and go unto him. I will arise and, and go to my father. And will say unto him, Daddy, I have sinned against heaven and earth and before thee. And I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. 
And when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Daddy, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. And bring hither the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. Amen. Amen. We have heard this scripture over and over again. One of the parable stories Jesus told. Which we have labeled the prodigal son. Hallelujah. The prodigal son. But the story has so many components to it. It begins by saying that a certain man had two sons, not only one son. Hallelujah. It said a certain man had two sons, not only one. Hallelujah. Please, there can be less movement. I beg you. A certain man had two sons, not only one. You know? I think it's okay now, so let them sit so I can preach. Everybody can sit back. Hallelujah. A certain man had two sons, not only one. Two. You see, the father, there were two means. You see, the Bible, the Bible is very specific. The man had two sons, not only one. So the father, there are two, means there's a control. God always gives a control group. There's always a control group. Whatever you are going through, there's somebody similar. So you can say it's only you. There's always a control group. You are not unique in your situation. A certain man had two sons. Two sons means that there's a control group. Or whatever circumstances you are in, there is somebody similar in that same circumstances. So you are not unique. So don't ascribe to yourself your reaction. Somebody else may behave differently. There's always a control group. The husband that you are complaining about, if you compare those, the other woman has the same husband, but you, you understand? Your reaction, there's always a control group. Are you hearing me? What is, what is it? Uh, the job you are complaining about, someone is in the same job and is and grateful. There's always a control group. There is always a control group. The reason why you want to divorce this woman, somebody's in it. Another couple next door is having the same problem and they are in it. There's always a control group. Two sons. Don't ascribe your problems to yourself alone. There's always a control group. The reason why you don't come to church or the reason why you are not coming to church, there's a control group. As a matter of fact, last week, Thursday, I was very annoyed with all of you. Look, you don't come to church on Thursdays. It's a very, look, me, I don't like Christians who don't come to church on Thursdays. Oh. It's baby Christians. 
Mature Christians come to church on a weekday. Yeah. You cannot come to church only one Sunday and grow. You are a baby. Yes. And I won't pamper you. All of you live around. I live very far. And I was here. And, I, and it was a little rain. And, you see, and there was a control group. After service, Prof came to see me. Because Prof went to Sevilla for the healing Jesus crusade. And he was telling us, tell us what you saw. It's amazing. Um, it re- it, I mean, for the two days that I was there, I don't know, for some reason, the rain would start exactly the time that the crusade has to begin. And, but you see plenty of people, kids, adults, crippled, and you see them there. And we were, they were in the mud. It was raining, light went off. They were there, they were singing, they were praying. Everything until it ended. Standing in the mud. And if you think God, we are all going to the same heaven. Okay? The same heaven. And God is going to reward faithfulness. And you cannot walk on a rain on a concrete floor to church. Do you, do you see that there was a control group? Do you see there was a control group? Similar circumstances. But they stood in the mud. You cannot get out of your car and walk on a concrete floor to a church. And you want to be in the same spot like them in heaven? The same God? No. So all bastante leaders and shepherds who don't come. That is my warning shot to you. Make sure. It's a control group. There's a control group. There's always a control group. Two sons. read the Bible, he said he divided his living among the two. So the older son also had his money, not only the younger one. Go back to that verse again. So the day he shared the money, one million, one million, the older boy also had one million, and he could have decided to leave the house. It's not the younger one who was giving one million. Go back to that the beginning, verse 11. The money was shared among the two. So just as the younger one had one million in his account, the older brother also had one million in his account. And he divided his unto them, his unto them, not unto him, unto them. You haven't seen it. You thought it was only the younger boy who got his money. No! You think it was only the younger boy who got his money and ran away? No, the older one also had his money. So he could also have gone. Control. Control. Hallelujah. Yeah. There's always a control group. You see, whatever you find yourself in any circumstances, don't, don't think you are unique. There's always a control group. You're screaming, you're complaining, there's a control group. You lost your job, so you don't come to church. There's a, somebody lost his job and he's in church. There's always a control group. And, and, and I can tell you why. Because the Bible said that God is a just God. You see, without a control group, you see, God always gives us a control group so that his judgment will be fair. Otherwise, you say it's not fair. That's why he gives us a control group so that his judgment will be fair. That is why in, in most civil cases or, or in most civil cases, there's what we call a jury trial. Or if I'm right, lawyers. And a jury is what? A, 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 a selection of your peers. And what they would do under the same circumstances. That's why they call it a jury trial. 
Because you see, we cannot try you with people from a different background. We have to try you with people from a similar background. So that on the same thing, what would they behave? That's why they use a jury trial. Hallelujah. So God wants to be a righteous God. That is why whatever you do, he sets up a control group. So that his judgment will be fair. Otherwise, you will say that God is not fair. The man shared the money. The, the older one got one million. The younger one got one million. And the older boy could have left. But we are also not surprised it was the younger one who left. We are not. Because young people are stupid. <laughs> the Bible says foolishness is near the heart of a child. And the rod of correction will take it away. Hallelujah. Hey, we are not surprised at all. Because you see, a lot of young people are, you, know, you see, uh, listen to me carefully. Young people are stupid. Generally. As a rule of thumb. You understand? But, so we are also not surprised. Hallelujah. Are you here with me, Newark? Yes. But you see, salvation, salvation, being saved is more beneficial to the young than to the old. Yeah. Salvation will bless you. Nora, what's the name? I I confused your name. You are Nora and. Uh huh. That's why. Uh, this one is Nora. So this one also Nora. Uh huh. You also Nora. Uh -huh. So Nora, Nora. That's why you know your name. Nora, Nora. You see, salvation is beneficial to the young. Uh, you may be saved later on, but. And God will save you, but some mistakes are irreversible. You may be saved. Even yesterday, yesterday I was at a wedding. Yesterday I was at a wedding. And as usual, I preached powerfully. After I finished preaching, and I'm telling you, after I finished preaching, an elderly woman, I mean, not a middle-aged woman, Came to see me and said, that, "Look, every time I hear you preach, I feel sad." I said, "Why?" He said, "If I've heard this message, I won't have divorced." Yes. Yesterday he told me. Yes. Yesterday he told me that Rev, every time I hear you preach, if I've heard this message before, I won't have divorced. Amen. And I pray that the young ones listen. Divorce. That's what he told me. She told me yesterday after I preached. Said, if I've heard this message, I won't have divorced. So salvation is beneficial, but more beneficial to the young. A lot of things are beneficial when you do it young. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Because you see, whether you is it as or is it whether you like it or not, as you grow old, life can make you religious. Yes. <laughs> I mean you can't help it. The seniors of your life. I'm preaching. Some of you, as you see all this, your mothers with, with cloth in their waist and they are walking. Do you know how groovy they were? They were groovy, but circumstances. <laughs> in their days, they were very groovy. <laughs> as you grow, life will teach you. Life has a way of making you religious. It will humble you. So salvation is beneficial when you are young. As a matter of fact, most things professional your career benefit. Do it young. Yes. The woman came to see me yesterday. He said, Look, every time I 
time I think you preach, I said, why? He said, look, if I've heard this message, I will not have divorced. So now, now she knows the truth. But it's too late. May you know the truth in time. May the truth never be too late for you. I say, may the truth never be too late for you. Hallelujah. Yeah. And the Bible says, he got his money and he left. He, as soon as he's got his money, he said, I'm out. He left to a far country. He's going. Listen to me carefully. His distraction, his going down, began the first day he walked out of the father's house. Yes, that's what you don't know. You may have the father's money, but you are going down. His distraction began. His going down began right from the time he stepped out of the door. That's what you don't know. That's what because listen to me. You may have the father's money, but you don't have the father's mind. You don't have the father's intelligence. You don't have the father's ability. In fact, statistics have shown that most people who inherit money waste it. Because the mind that your father had to make that money, you don't have it. So because to retain what was given to you is also another mind. It has been shown that most people who inherit money waste it. Yeah. Because you see, being given the money is one thing. But having the ability to generate is another. He began to go down. His, I said his going down began. His going down began the day he walked out of daddy's house. I'm 18. That's why he said, well daddy, I'm 18. I'm a grown man. I can't be in this house anymore. Too many rules, man. One house, you can't watch TV. You can't play a game. You can't be yourself. I'm out. I'm out. Some two young people talking. I was yes. Actually, I once heard some people talking, and I, I, I was giving them my ride. Anyway, talking in the back of my car, and I was listening. And one was telling the other one, "I can't wait to be 18. I'm tired. Every Sunday church, every Sunday, the dagger 18. I'm out." <laughs> they didn't know I was a pastor. I was giving them my ride. I was listening. Yeah, I'm out. Can't wait to be 18. Too many rules in this house. You can't be yourself. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. Not wanting to be advised. How many people have I not seen who have left this church and after you see them later, you regret because they've only gone down? You don't know that your salvation, your sustenance, your being kept is the Father's voice. There's something about the Father that you don't have yet. So this is your mind that I don't want to listen to anybody. I'm a grown man. I'm tired of anybody. What do you know? His downfall began the day he left the father's house. 
preaching to you. I've seen, seen so many people leave this church. And when I see them, I regret. Because there is a certain thing about a father that you don't have. That is why nowadays, even most of these millionaires, they do what is called a pledge. They sign, they sign a pledge to give away most of their money. And I think it's a very good idea. Because you see, give, just give them money away because that child is... Hallelujah. Look, let me show you this verse, my dear, who's always on the screen. Show me Proverbs chapter 21, verse 16. Yeah. Proverbs 21, 16. Quickly. The man, you see, the man that wandered out of the way of understanding, okay, the man that wandered out or get away, or walk away from the way of understanding, shall remain in the congregation of the dead. The man that walks away from advice sits in the congregation of the dead. The day you walk away, you have joined the congregation of the dead. I've not seen this verse before. The man that walks away out of the way of understanding shall remain in the congregation of the dead. It's in the Bible. So this is your attitude. Nobody can advise you. Nobody can talk to you. You know, he walked away. I'm sure he walked away out of coverage. When the, when the father calls, krr, krr, hello, hello, join 524-770-22. Uh, you have reached a floor that is out of coverage area. No, Out of coverage. Stay out of coverage. <laughs> what you do know is that you are out of coverage of wisdom. You are now in the congregation of the dead. No, no longer be there, and you will say, that, Ah, the man that walked away, you wandered away from, you shall remain in the congregation of the dead. His downfall began the day he began to walk out. Hallelujah! And, and, and you know, a lot of times, a lot of times, let me tell you something the reason why people walk away is out of rebellion. You are rebellious. Out of rebellion or out of ingratitude. These are two reasons why people walk away. Rebellious or ingratitude. You are a rebellious child. Or you are ungrateful. That's what makes you walk out. You, are, you show ingratitude in the church. Why are, you, why are you living in the church? The house of God. What, has, what wrong has the pastor done that you are living in the church? Don't you know that there's a covering over your life? If one day you gave birth and I didn't call you, I didn't visit you, or you went one sister left the church. All my stories are true, I tell you. One sister left the church. And I, I found out why he left the church. And she was, I was told that, she says when she was in the hospital, I sent someone to visit her, not that I didn't come. But why we, they, they didn't bring her oranges and flowers? <laughs> Mary, true story. True story, I'm telling you. Not that we didn't visit, but we didn't come with oranges. 
So from that, they say, hey, what fetch me? Every time you are going, carry. <laughs> from that, they say, what fetch him? Anytime you are going, make sure there's a batch of oranges and flowers. Because I don't want to lose any member again over orange. <laughs> Walk away. Where are you going? Ingratitude. Ungrateful man. Ungrateful man. What was your status? What was your job? Where did you stand? Now this woman has helped you to be established. Now you are walking away. Ungrateful man. Ingratitude. Yeah. The day he stepped out. Listen to me. There's a vast difference between you and your father. Yes. That's what you don't know. You think that the father you are the same height like your father. You, you, there's a vast difference. There's a big difference between you and your mother. You see, you and your mother is a big difference. You may speak with an accent man and tell you this. Experiences. You have no idea. Yeah. That's a big difference. Hallelujah. So he walked out. That was the beginning of his downfall. Amen. Are you hearing me? Yeah. It has been shown. It has been shown over and over again that most people who inherit things don't do well. Yeah. Because, you see, the mind. Having, it is not, having the thing is not the same as having the mind. Are you here with me in church? Yes. Yeah. In gratitude, he walked away. Yep. I don't want anybody to talk to me. Born out of rebellion. That is when his life began to be wasted. Hallelujah. Yeah. And the Bible says, go back to that scripture. Luke 15. He took his journey. He took his journey to a far country. Far, out of reach. Why? Now, when the shepherd, when every Francesca is looking for you, 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 have, you have deleted Francesca's number from, from your number so she cannot call you. Because when she calls, you're going to ask her by center. So I've deleted you. I don't want you to call me. Blocked. Removed. Cannot be rich. Don't answer one. Don't answer three. Blocked. And the Bible says she left into a far country. And not many days hence. Not many. There arose a big famine. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Amen. You see, not and not many days after. And, then, and, 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 and when he has spent all, when he has spent all, there arose a mighty famine. <laughs> Listen to me. There are what we call unforeseen circumstances. Is somebody hearing me? There is what is called unforeseen circumstances. 
Little did he know that in the land that he was going, there can be famine. There is what is called unforeseen circumstances. It's not everything that you plan that comes out. There is something called unforeseen circumstances. Unforeseen. Unforeseen. It was not in the plan. When you were planning, you didn't add it. When you were planning to go to work, you didn't add that there may be traffic on the way. Accident. Unforeseen. Unforeseen circumstances. He calculated his money. He looked at the one million dollars, a million dollars. Okay, I'm going to put 200 in the stocks. I'm going to spend another 200 to buy a house and rent it out. Another 200, I'm going to jam with my friends. Another 200, I'm going to go on a cruise. He distributed the money nicely and he was chilling. But he didn't know that there is something called unforeseen circumstances. Things that are not planned. Things that creep up. I was once talking to even those of you who do business. You see, plan, you have to always factor in unforeseen. I was talking to one lady who wanted to do import yams. Yams from, and it's a good business. To bring yams from Africa and come and sell it here. It's an imported food. And that's what he wanted to do. You see, she, and when, 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 when she did the analysis, the cost price, the shipping, and the clearance, the profit margin was very high. Yeah. Oh, seriously. The profit margin was very high. On paper. On paper. <laughs> it looked very high. Very attractive. So she did, did a launch into the business with a large profit margin. But what she did not calculate was delays on the sea. Clarence problems. Perishable goods. She did not consider. So as she was sitting in New York and he heard that the thing has been delayed in Barbados and the days are taken and the yams are rotting, you began to see your money go. <laughs> you hear the weather delay, you see a margin of profit is going away. So let you see, what I'm saying, so later on she met another experienced importer because people do business. And the person showed her that no, 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 when you do this, you must always factor, put in a certain margin. Don't walk on the edge. Don't walk on the edge. They are unforeseen circumstances. Let me tell you something. They are unforeseen circumstances in life. So it is dangerous to walk on the edge. Always leave room. So that when you are tipped, you can get a landing space. Amen. Don't walk on the edge. Your whole paycheck is like this. Every month you calculate. This is how you are. <laughs> I'm preaching to you. I mean your paycheck. When you, I mean this is your, you, you and your paycheck. you are walking on the edge. And some of us, that's how we live. We live from paycheck to paycheck. We walk tightly on the edge. 
by their unforeseen circumstances. Leave room. I say leave room. I say leave room. I mean, walk here. If things doesn't work, at least you can land here. But here you are. Calculate. Bought a car. You bought a shoe. You. What else have you bought? You tell me. You tell me. What else have you bought? You bought a dress. Ah, no. You bought a wig. You bought a wig. You bought a wig. Tightly. You have. $250 left. Instead of buying a $35 wig, you are going to buy a $249 wig. Look at their wigs. Their wigs, there's a $35 wig. There's even a $25 wig. And you are going to buy a $249 wig. You are walking on the edge. <laughs> Yeah. Tight. Tell him about this unforeseen circumstances. Leave room. Yes. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. And the Bible said there arose a mighty famine. And he began to be in want. Next verse. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. And he sent him to feed his swine. He went to join himself. He went to join himself to a citizen of that country. Hmm. You, look, he went to join himself to a citizen of that country. And what did the guy do? What did the guy do? Send him to feed what? Yeah. That is, you see, I'm talking about, you, you have to look at the story in the context of the Jewish culture. This, this is a Jewish boy. Jews don't deal with pigs. Jews don't eat pig. It's, it's no kosher. So for the person to go and make you work for pigs, we're going to And I'll show you a revelation here. You see, you see, when, when you have a major problem, take major decisions. Here. Here. You have a major problem. Things are not working well. And you are looking for minor quick fix. Quick solution. Quick fix. Let me go and join myself to this guy. Quick fix. Consolidate all my debt. That's a quick fix. He doesn't solve it. Quick fix. So let me consolidate all my debt. Let me put everything. Let me put everything on one credit card. So okay. So I'm consolidating my debt. It does not. You see, the reason why you are in debt is your lifestyle. You need a lifestyle change, not consolidation of debt. <laughs> to you. Okay? You need, you see, major problems require major solution. Stop the quick 
Netflix approach. Okay, if I can consolidate all this debt and I can amortize here and I can remortgage, no, the reason why you are in debt is because you cannot afford where you are living. So the solution is to take change your lifestyle, not a quick fix. Of you, that's what happens. It's the quick fish that seems to eat with pigs. Are you hearing me? Major solution, major problems require major solution. Take a drastic solution, not a quick fix. Why did you get into debt to begin with? If you sit down, you realize that the reason why you got there because your rent is too much for you. The car you are driving, you can't pay. The shoe you are wearing, it's not affordable. So the solution is not to change from MasterCard to Visa. No, that's not the solution. The solution is that the house must go on the market. The shoe must be returned. Buy a used car. Take a, take a drastic solution. No quick fix. Return the car. Yes. Wake up one day and say, this car can't pay for it. Hey, get your car. Yes. <laughs> I, told, I, I gave one brother an advice in New York. I said, look, how much payment is left on the car? When he mentioned the payment, I said, can you pay it? He said, Rabbi, I can't. I said, take it back. <laughs> they can spoil your credit. You don't care. Just take the car back. I told him. I said, that the money you have left, the, he took the car back. Go and find a used car. They can spoil your credit. I, said, it, it, what? What? I, I told you, if they spoil your credit, what it means that you cannot borrow, but you want to borrow? No. <laughs> a bad credit means you cannot get, you cannot borrow. So if you don't want to borrow, what's the big deal? Let's <laughs> return the car and lie. I said, I know, I know, I know these are, all my stories are true. Everything I'm telling you is true. There's another guy who had a house in Delaware. Look! I'm telling you the stories. I know things. Did a house in Delaware. And on mortgage. Everyone killed him. So one day he decided, look, he called me and said, look, Charlie, take your back and your back. Walk out of the house. <laughs> just, just take your back. There is no way you can pay this. So when he told the people that he's working out, can you believe that the bank called him and said, oh, we can reduce your payment. I'm telling you, sorry. We can reduce your payment. We can bring it down. You know, you can help, we can help you to manage it. We know things are difficult, so we can slash it for you and we can do this. Then he asked, he asked them that, if you can do all that for me, why did you... <laughs> You can do all that. Why did you make me pay this for all this while? He said, I'm sorry. He worked that fully. He rented a house that he's paying less and he's free. You know, see, I'm telling you, don't stop using minor solutions for major problems. You are failing in school. I'm coming to you. <laughs> That's what I told you today. <laughs> you are failing in school. 
because you are not studying. You are spending too much time who playing video games. Don't take a minor solution and say, okay, I'm going to limit the video game. Stop playing the video game. <laughs> hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Yeah. I watched the solution. Amen. Yeah. So he took a decision. You see, when he went there, things went worse. He ended up eating with pigs. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. So the Bible says, and when he came to himself, you understand? When he came to himself, he said, how many high servants? How many high servants? He came to himself. How many high servants do my fathers have? They have bread enough. He came to himself. He came to himself. How many? How many? How many? Because you see, he realized that, you see, which is what you have to learn. In time of crisis, people really don't help you. you are narrating your problem to the person, the person is looking at you. <laughs> yeah. When you finish saying all that you have to say, when you are done, you are asking for everything, when you finish the person, brother, I know, but let's believe God. <laughs> let's believe God. You think I don't know how to believe God. <laughs> I need money. <laughs> People don't help. My don't help. No man gave to him. So he woke up. Lydia, he woke up. He said, "Look, he woke up one day. He came to himself, yes. and he said, 'I will.' He said, how many? I will go back. See, I am talking about the big U-turn. Yes. You see, make your decisions. Look, when he said he's going to go back, you have, most of us have not thought about it carefully. It means he was willing to face the embarrassment. Yes." Because the servants will be there. Yes. The old brother is there. <laughs> Look at him! Look at him! <laughs> Look at him! Small boy, he doesn't listen. Hey! You see, the embarrassment was real. <laughs> Look at him! Yes! Now he's taking a bus. He was driving a Mercedes. Now he's taking a bus. The embarrassment is real. But you have to take the Mercedes away and take the bus. Embarrassment was real. He was willing to face the embarrassment. The reason why most of us cannot make make it is because we are cared about people's we care about people's opinion. I had one sister in this church. All my stories are true. One sister in this church who was making a move to Atlanta to do something. He was relocating, and I said, "Oh, but you have something here. Why are you going to Atlanta?" To do all this. You know the answer he gave me, which I liked very much. The answer he gave me was, look, Reverend, I am going. If it doesn't work, I will come back. I don't care. I said, fine. Once you have that, did you okay? He said, I don't mind. If it doesn't work. I said, I, 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 in other words, I'm not embarrassed to come back to tell people that it didn't work. 
But you are embarrassed. You, know, you don't want people to know that it didn't work. That is why you have gone into hiding. Let me tell you, going into hiding does not solve your problem. You broke everybody's call. You don't want people to know that things are not working. No! You are hiding to deteriorate. Don't be embarrassed. It didn't work. It didn't work. Just go back to the marriage. Go back to the marriage. You told me you are going to leave this man. And things are okay. But since you left this man, things are tough. You can't pay the rent. You are sweating. Things are difficult. You can't pay your mortgage. You, are, you can't have sex. Just carry yourself and go back. I'm preaching. You can't have sex. Diane, you are burning. Every sex you have is illegal. Carry yourself. I know things. I know things. I know things. You are having secret and illegal sex. Just carry yourself and say, I mean, come and beg him. I am sorry. Embarrassed. You are worried about people's opinion. You said no to the brother. When the brother proposed, you said no. But after a while, you change your mind. Just go back. And say, brother, you know, two days, two months ago, the thing that you said, the one I said no, now I say yes. <laughs> That's all. What is the use of a mind if it cannot be changed? I said, what is the use of a mind if it cannot be changed? I said no, but now I say yes. spiritual message. You see, it's, it's, it's self-consciousness, self-righteousness, wanting to look good. That's what makes you feel embarrassed. But what is the big deal? What is the big deal anyway? What's the big deal? That's it. What's the big deal? What's the big deal? That's not a big deal at all. I said no, but I say yes. That's not a big deal. That's not a big deal. I said no, but I not say what? Yes. As a matter of fact, I'll buy my own ring. <laughs> yeah, I am. So, I am. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I came with my own ring. America, things are difficult. Pack your bag and go back to Ghana. What's the big deal? You came yourself to America, and the American dream has become a nightmare. 
Prince and go to Ghana. Look, if you talk to me, I, one, one time I told a brother, I said, look, the way things are going, there are two possibilities. They may, they may deport you, they may imprison you. If they deport you, you will go back. And, and unwillingly. So since you can see the writing on the wall, why don't you pack your things? Before they come, you are gone. No. <laughs> Go long time. I told him. I said, where you are going? You are a citizen. You don't need a visa or passport. No. <laughs> sell the chair and the car and pack your things and disappear. He didn't listen to me. He got deported. I said, too sorry. And he went, and they are, they are mean. They caught you, they put you there, you don't get his He was deported in this embarrassing situation. But if you had listened to my advice, I sell the things and disappear after a while. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. Everywhere there's bread. Waiting. <laughs> Please go. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. And he said something which I'll conclude. He said, I will go to my father. I will tell him I have sinned. I'm no longer worthy to be called a son. Take me as one of your high servants. You see, this is this is this is the, this is what brought the boy the fatted calf. This is what gave him the fatted calf. This is what touched the father. That's why my father gave him the fatted calf. Because he came ready to accept his punishment. He came, Lydia, ready to accept his punishment. That what I've done, this is, I deserve to be punished. I'm, I'm not even coming as a son. Just take me as a servant. He came ready. You see, and that is the problem most of us have. You make a mistake and you want to understand it's not a big deal. No! Let your apology be sincere. Yes. Don't say, oh, it's not a big deal. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. What you did was wrong. It's a big deal. Some of us will make mistakes and it's like, oh, so what? This small thing. It's not a small thing. It's a big thing you did. So don't come as business as usual. Don't come as business as usual. He came. This boy came like he, he was ready to accept any punishment the father would give him. And that was the hard. That's what touched the father. You make a mistake and then when you come, you come with an attitude. I know things. No, no, no. You made a mistake and you are like, come on, I hire you. <laughs> so what? So what? So suck your garden. It's big. <laughs> it's big. Don't tell me so what. You made a mistake. You made a mistake. You said something to your wife that was not wrong. She's hurt, she's wounded. Come and apologize sincerely. Amen. Let your apologies be sincere Amen. and accept every punishment. Hey. <laughs> no, no, you see, accept the punishment and let it be in her discretion to, to give out the punishment or not, but accept it. The boy was willing to accept any punishment. And, 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 and that part, you see, when we read that story, Lydia, okay, when we read that part, it reflects the boy's humility. 
Humility. That's a, hum- that's a humble spirit. Yeah. Humility. I am willing to go down. I am willing to accept every punishment. And the Bible says that God gives grace yes. to the humble. Yes. That's why he got the grace of the fatted calf. Amen. Look, stand up to your feet. We are done. We continue next week. Please stand up. Thank you. Ancient words ever true changing me and changing you we have come with open hearts oh let the ancient words sing about the holy words holy words yes lord long prison yes lord for our world thank you jesus in this world they resound with god's own heart oh let the ancient words impart ancient words ever true is changing me Changing me, He's changing you, and changing you. We have come, we have come, yes, Lord. With open hearts, Father, we thank you, Lord. Oh, let the ancient we pray for the spirit of humility. Thank you, Lord. Ancient that we will be humble, accept our mistakes and our problems, oh God. Our shortcomings and our difficulties. Because your word says you give grace to the humble. You give grace to the humble, oh God. You give grace to the humble, oh God. You resist the proud. Put every head bow and every eye close. Somebody invited you to church. Or you came by yourself. The Bible says that it is appointed unto man once to die. And after that judgment. This afternoon, you are not a Christian. When I say you are not a Christian, I don't mean you don't go to church. But you are not you are not sure whether you go to heaven or hell when you die. You must be born again. You see, don't be proud about it. Don't justify yourself. Be honest. What gained the boy, the calf, was his honesty. So if you are not born again, you, you are not a Christian. You know, you know, you know, you know, you, you must know. You must know. Don't pretend. No, don't pretend. You heard me preach. And I tell you, one day there will be judgment. One day there will be judgment. One day there will be judgment. Why will you stand on judgment day? So if you are not sure. This is your opportunity. If you are not sure, this is your chance. If you, if, if you are not sure, this is your time. So please, with every eye closed and every head bowed and no movement. If you are not sure, lift up your hand and I'll pray for you. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. You want to be a Christian. You want to be a Christian. You are not too young. You are not too old. You want to be a Christian. You want to be born again. You must be born again. You must be born again. You must be. I see your hand. I like it. I like it. You see, I, I, don't be shy. 
Lift it up more, more, more. I pray for you. You must be born again, young girl. Yes, I can see your hand. Be bold, be bold. Yes, I like it. I like it. Be bold. You must be born again. You must be born again. It is important to be born again. Hallelujah. Thank you. Please let that young lady come. I pray for her. You must be born again. I like it. That's being bold. Come, come. I pray for you. I pray for you. Are you serious? I like you. I like you. That's what I'm talking about. You must be born again. And this is the look, this is the most important time to be born again at this age. This is when salvation is beneficial. Not when you are all troubled in problems. Thank you. Are you serious? Look at me. Turn around, look at me. Are you serious? You're serious, right? This is the most important thing to do. You're going to save yourself a lot of trouble. Most people will get born again later, but it's a lot of trouble. But you took you, you took the decision at the right time. Say after me, Heavenly Father. This afternoon, I stand before you as a child of God. Have mercy on me. Save me from my sins. Deliver me from my mistakes. Satan, from this moment, you are not my master. Jesus is my master, my Lord, and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. What's your name again? We hope you've been blessed. Feel free to join any of our services. Contact us at qfcannouncements at gmail.com. That's qfcannouncements at gmail.com.